Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Vox Tablet. It's me, your host, Sarah Avery. Today, a little bit of choral music. If you like Jewish choral music, you're in luck, because this Sunday you will have a better-than-usual chance of hearing some. That's because it's Yom Yerushalayim, or Jerusalem Day, Israel's national holiday commemorating the reunification of Jerusalem after the Six-Day War in 1967. In Israel, there will be concerts aplenty that you can go to. And there's also a handful of concerts here in the United States. Today, we're speaking with Matthew Lazar. Lazar is the man behind the Zamir Choral Foundation, which has created a network of Jewish choirs for high school students and adults here in the United States and in Israel. Lazar is also a conductor, and this Sunday, he's going to lead the Zamir Chorale's Jerusalem Day concert at Jazz at Lincoln Center. We're speaking with Lazar today about Jerusalem Day-themed music and about why he believes Jewish choirs have the potential to energize Jewish life. Matthew Lazar, welcome to Vox Tablet. My pleasure. Let's start with the basics. What is the Zamir Chorale, and what actually is Jewish choral music? Jewish choral music is music written for choir with some kind of Hebrew theme. It um, doesn't necessarily have to be religious. It can be a secular. It can be folk. It could be in Ladino. It could be in Yiddish. But the basic idea is that we're setting the text of the Jewish people and the, therefore the history of the Jewish people to some sort of music. Is there a big body of such, of such works? There are, uh, especially since the creation of the State of Israel. The State of Israel has many choirs. Choral activity is a team sport there. And each different uh, kibbutz would have in the old days, meaning in the days of the War of Liberation in the 40s, each kibbutz would have their own composer. So does that mean that before the creation of the State of Israel, choral music and Jewish communal choral singing wasn't so much uh, an activity that people participated in and it really came together once Israel was founded? No, choral activity has a long, long history. And if you were going to trace it in a musicological Jewish historical way, you'd say the Levim, the Levites in the Bet HaMikdash and the temple in Jerusalem were choral singers. So that the tradition goes back a long way. Uh, but choral singing uh, doesn't really, the way that we think of choral singing in four parts really is a pretty recent event in Western music history. And Jews, except for the synagogue, often didn't have secular opportunities to sing. But uh, they did, and there was a resurgence in the 1900s. And now there's a big resurgence as well. But the state of Israel is really the source of all the choral Hebrew repertoire. And what is the Zamir Chorale? Tell us about that. The Zamir Chorale is a choir, obviously, that was created at a summer camp. The summer camp was called Masad. Masad was a Zionist Hebrew-speaking camp. And the original name of the choir was the Masad Choral Group. But the, those who were involved at the very beginning, I only came three years later, uh, decided that... The, they loved the singing so much during the summer that they wanted to continue it. And the only natural way to do it was to create a choir and to meet on a weekly basis. And when I joined the choir in 1963, as a high school student, there were 12 people in the group. And within a decade, it was up to 115. Wow. Because not only was it a musical experience, it was a social experience, for mostly for college kids, who could express their Jewishness, they were out of the house for the first time. This was a very, very safe thing. The parents of all those Amir singers in the 60s were thrilled that they knew where their kids were going <laughs> every Sunday evening. I imagine that Jerusalem Day, Yemirushalayim, offers you an opportunity to trot out some favorite songs. And I'd love to know what are going to be some of the highlights of the show this Sunday. Well, we have a very special guest artist 
whose name is Yoram Gaon. Everyone in Israel knows his name. He's like the Israeli Frank Sinatra. <laughs> uh, he's been a very famous singer since the 60s. He's appeared in movies. He is the host, I think, or one of the guest hosts who, like the voice in America, whatever it's called in Israel, mm-hmm. he, he's very good at that. And he's Mr. Jerusalem. Everyone thinks of him as a, a personification of Jerusalem. So can you tell us about one of the songs that Yoram Gaon will be singing? He's going to be singing Hine Nikan, I Am Here, which is his signature piece. It's a love song, uh, but it's really a love song to Jerusalem. Great. Let's hear a little bit. That is a very lovely song. It does have a very Israeli flavor to it. It reminds me of my own youth in brief time in my youth in Israel. Uh, now, in addition to being the director of the Zamir Choral Foundation, you're also a conductor. And I wonder what led you in that direction, not of singing so much, but just conducting. I mean, how did you find yourself so immersed in music and musical education? I'm a very blessed person because my parents loved being Jewish and loved music. And I and my sister were trained very early to be pianists. So by the time I was four, I was learning the alphabet from the notes on the piano. And when the teacher said, letter H... I said, what are you talking about? (laughs) That's D sharp to you. (laughs) So um, I have it really from a genetic, uh, from nurture and nature in that sense. And I was playing the piano, and I always loved choral music. My father was an amateur choral conductor. Also, he was a musician. He played the piano and the clarinet. My mother was a singer. In fact, the great moments of our youth for my sister and, and for me were sitting on the leaves of a baby grand piano while my father accompanied my mother as she sang Schubert and then Gilbert and Sullivan. And then we went on to watch your show of shows with Sid Caesar, and that was <laughs> a great Sounds Saturday, great. family yeah. Saturday night. <laughs> and uh, did you study music in college? I was a music major in mm-hmm. college. I, was, I went to high school of music and art. Uh, it was pretty clear from the beginning that I would have some kind of career in music. The big shift for me was using music as a tool to promote Jewish identity or to express uh, my own Jewishness through the music and to help others do the same. Um, now, you are something of a Jewish choral music ambassador at this point, really, you know, if you'll pardon me for saying so, a proselytizer of Jewish choral music. Uh, and you've seated all these choirs all over the United States and, and in Israel. What has compelled you to make this your mission? I think one of the big decisions I made was uh, to be less of a conductor and be more of a conductor who had a mission with a specific repertoire. And I decided, for a variety of reasons, that it was very useful for me to repeat the kind of experience that I had actually in Zamir, which was a very unifying thing. I was playing the cello in the high school, music and art high school orchestra. I was already a pianist. And I knew a lot of the repertoire. I could sing the B minor mass, and I could sing the Mozart Requiem when I was not quite even 10. But 
when I sang in shul, it was a different story. It was a different feeling, but the music wasn't as great. So that was always the challenge, and it really is the challenge for a lot of great musicians who are born Jewish or who are Jewish. How do you find a way of expressing the highest level of aesthetic art uh, with, with a text that doesn't always lend itself to that? Let's talk about another song from this coming Sunday's program. It's your pick. Shabachi Yerushalayim. In the Psalms 147 specifically, uh, Jerusalem itself is commanded to bow down. And since every piece on this program is about Jerusalem, I love this particular song because it's in a very Middle Eastern kind of mode. It's not very typical. It has the dumbek, which is the little hand drum. Uh, the soloist is Alberto Mizrahi, a Sephardi cantor born in Greece, and you can hear he really has the style down. But it's kind of a mantra type of uh, worshipping, and it's worshipping in a spiritual, not particularly religious way, but very effective. That's great. I love the sort of percussive nature of that song. It's really one of the big hits, actually, in the uh, Yemenite community and in the Sephardi community in general in Israel. And it was so popular that it worked its way over to America. You direct Hazamir, which is an international Jewish high school choir, which will also perform on Sunday. I'd love it if you can tell us a little bit about Hazamir, who takes part in this, and how in the world, actually, do you guys get together for rehearsal? Hazamir is a network of Jewish choral singers, Jewish teen choral singers, with chapters in 19 cities across the U.S. and in Israel. Each chapter has its own conductor, and we have a common repertoire. So every week in each chapter in each city, each conductor is teaching the choir a very specific repertoire to be used later on, not only for local purposes, but to be used in a big concert in Carnegie Hall in New York City or in Jazz at Lincoln Center. And each one of these choirs in each city is it in itself a transdenominational choir. It's not affiliated with a synagogue, not affiliated with any denomination. Kids who wear tzitzit are singing with girls who wear kippot. Now that's about as klal Yisrael as you can possibly get. And that's one of the most thrilling things for me is to get these kids not thinking about about the differences between them, but really singing together and focusing on the text and it's very exciting when 300 kids are breathing together and singing together and focusing on the same music. It's a liberating experience for them. When we talk about the power of music to bring people together, I mean, it's a beautiful idea, but it does have a little bit of a Pollyanna-ish, you know, let's all hold hands and sing. Uh, kumbaya. Yeah, kumbaya feeling to it. The fact is there are so many divisions in, in the Jewish community. Like in any community, there are a lot of divisions. There's denominational divisions. There's divisions between people of different uh, ethnic traditions. I wonder if any of these divisions have actually presented challenges uh, to the whole um, Zamir enterprise. 
I think most people who come and sing in a choir are interested in being part of a group. Singing is a, singing in a choir is a team sport, and everyone knows that the general idea is to be in with everyone else. For the teenagers, it's transdenominational. That's important. For the adults, it's transpolitical. And that's one of the great things about the Zamir Coral Foundation. We've been able to find a way where people who love, who love Obama are willing to sing with people who love George Bush because they're singing together. And whether it's five minutes of a song or two hours of a program, and I didn't even add the Israeli component, the differences between the Israelis and the Americans. In our programs, everyone finds through the text and through the wonderfulness of the music an opportunity not to be divided, but to smile and to be together. Let's go out with one of the songs that will be performed Sunday, maybe one that features Hazamir. We're about to hear a piece that was commissioned for Hazamir. It's the text of the prophet Isaiah. For the sake of Zion, I will not be silent, and for the sake of Jerusalem, I will not be still. It's always very appropriate to be able to speak out on behalf of Jerusalem, but it's even more powerful to be able to sing out on behalf of Jerusalem. And if you come to this concert... You'll hear other people singing out about Jerusalem, and I promise an opportunity for you also to come and sing about Jerusalem. Matthew Lazar, thank you so much for speaking with us. Thank you. Matthew Lazar is the director and founder of the Zamir Choral Foundation. The Zamir Choral and many special guests will be performing this Sunday afternoon at Jazz at Lincoln Center. Don't miss it. For more information, you can visit our website, tabletmag.com. There, you can also find a link to one of our all-time favorite podcasts, which looks at the complicated history of a perennial Jerusalem Day song, which is Jerusalem of Gold, Yerushalayim Shalzahav. Vox Tablet is produced by Julie Subrin. I'm your host, Sarah Ivory. We thank you so much for listening, and we sure hope you'll join us again next time. (laughs) 